Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. With Netanyahu being re-elected as Prime Minister of Israel, now the right-centered coalition between Likud and the Orthodox parties is controlling the security of Israel. Today we interview David Rubin from Shiloh. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. On today's show, we have a live interview from Israel via Skype with our returning guest and viewer favorite, David Rubin, the former mayor of Shiloh, Israel, and an important analyst with regard to Israeli politics. Welcome to the program, David. Uh, how are you today, sir? What, what is this beautiful background behind you? Well, that's uh, ancient Shiloh. Uh, the ancient Shiloh archeological site. I, I can see it from my, from my home. It's on the, the hill. Um, well, I'm, I'm on the hill overlooking ancient Shiloh. Well, it's almost like you're on the other side of the world, but we hear you and see you through the miracle of technology. And uh, tell me about uh, reintroduce yourself to our audience so they know who you are before we get into the news. Uh, sure, well, I'm, I mean, I, I don't know how brief uh, an introduction you want. Take as much time uh, as you want. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, uh, I'm originally from a place called Brooklyn that you may have heard of uh, in the United States. I, and and I've, I've been living in Israel for over 30 years. I'm originally, uh, from uh, uh, pretty much a, an average Jewish background in the United States, which which means uh, not very religious. And uh, in fact, I considered myself to be an atheist and uh, when I was in high school. And but in, in my mid twenties, I had a Jewish return to roots process uh, that led me back to full Torah observance and uh, following God's commandments and, and moving to the land of Israel. So I've, I've been uh, living in Israel for over 30 years and I got married in Israel. My wife and I have six children and, and I live in the, the site of ancient Shiloh, uh, well, the site that overlooks ancient Shiloh. I live in modern Shiloh. Yes. Now this is um, to the right of the big uh, border wall, right? Uh, I, I've been to Jerusalem recently and they, they've, for security reasons, they keep a lot of the Arab terrorists out of uh, Jerusalem and Tel Aviv, but you're in, uh, you're in behind those lines and Shiloh is, is part of what we would consider modern day Judea or Samaria. Correct, we, we are in Samaria. And uh, where, where I live, it's about a 45 minute to an hour ride from Jerusalem. And uh, yeah, there, there, is a, there is a wall uh, that surrounds Jerusalem today, a wall or a fence in some places. 
And we are in the heart of the region that is Samaria, uh, which many, much of the world calls uh, together with Judea, the West Bank. But uh, we know the historical terms, we know the biblical terms, and this region is Samaria. This is where I live in, in Shiloh, and we call it in Hebrew Shiloh. That's the actual Hebrew pronunciation. And and um, look, the, this is a significant place, not just for biblical reasons, not just because Joshua established uh, Israel's tabernacle here, where it stood for 369 years, and in uh, the time of the judges and the book of Samuel talks about a woman named Hannah who came here to pray for a son, and the son who was born from her prayers was Samuel the prophet. He grew up in the prophecy here in Shiloh, and he went on to appoint the first two kings of Israel, Saul and David. Now in our times, uh, we have returned here, and the uh, city of, the ancient city of Shiloh has been reborn again. Uh, the current town of Shiloh uh, has has been in existence for uh, so for over forty years, and and look, we we are we are here in a political hot spot. We know that uh, there's been a lot of terrorism. I and my three-year-old son were were wounded uh, by terrorists when we were driving home from Jerusalem some years back. Our car was ambushed, the car was left almost for dead, and we were almost left for dead. We were both wounded by terrorists with AK-47 assault rifles, Palestinian terrorists wounded us, and I couldn't get the car to start. I tried over and over and over again to get the, start, the car to start, and finally it started as if it had never had a problem starting before. I drove the car as fast as I could to get away from the terrorists, and thank God we managed to do so. Uh, we came up to the next community, we got an, a an ambulance arrived, and, and they got to work on us, took us to the hospital where I was pronounced the 1,000th victim of terrorism to be hospitalized just in that hospital and just in that previous year and a half. Uh, wow. Look, as a result of that experience, you know, I mean, it was it was a horrific experience. I mean, they, my son was in intensive care for several weeks. They discovered that the bullet that had gone into his head and through his neck missed his brainstem by one millimeter. So, so it, it was horrific. It was horrible. It was traumatic. Uh, but as we know, when there is darkness. God is waiting for us to reveal the light, because so, there is always light in the darkness. So thank you for that introduction. Uh, let, me, let me point out that because David is personally a victim of terrorism uh, and, and his son, he has now started a peace organization to care for the children of Israel called ShilohIsraelChildren.org. And we want people to donate to that today. Uh, but David, having all the experience, all this experience, being shot at by terrorists yourself, and then later becoming the mayor of Shiloh, you have strong personal ties to the land. And the Jewish settlers who are, you know, populating the, the territory of Judea and Samaria, they are now um, sometimes 
viewed as, as controversial figures because you're in there with Muslim Arabs who are surrounding your neighborhoods and sometimes they don't like you being there and at risk of your own safety and security, you care more about um, reestablishing a Jewish presence in your homeland than your own personal safety. Why do you do that? Well, let me say this, okay. First of all, the name of the organization is the Shiloh Israel Children's Fund, okay? ShilohIsrael.org is the website. Uh, so, uh, look, I, I moved here because I believe that the areas of Judea and Samaria that were recaptured by Israel, as well as Eastern Jerusalem, and the Golan Heights, they're, they're all part of Israel. And uh, Judea and Samaria are areas that are all part of Israel. Uh, they, they, they are the integral historical heartland of Israel. And that, that's why I moved here, because I believe in it. Because I know that, that, that God handed this area over to his people and, and that we are here by right. Uh, historical right, biblical right, and divine right. Amen to that. We and that's to why I'm here. Break. David, we'll, we'll come back and then we'll talk about the Netanyahu re-election and uh, the, the conservative majority he now has in the Knesset after this. Giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr. Chaps will be right back. If you've watched our program, you know that we stand with Israel as God's chosen people. We need you to sign a petition today. Why? Because did you know that even as Iran is now developing 800 mile range cruise missiles, could be nuclear tip very soon, that our US Congress has now three brand new freshman Congresswomen, we call them the three anti-Semitic musketeers, Ocasio-Cortez and two Muslims, Talib and Omar. And they are influencing Nancy Pelosi to have the most anti-Semitic Congress in years. We need to stand with our friends in Israel and that's why we're asking you to sign a petition. Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Don't divide Jerusalem, stand with Israel and stand up to the United Nations. We will fax it to the Congress, but you need to sign today. Take a stand, visit PrayInJesusName.org and sign our petition today. We have a brand new action alert for the activist members of our TV audience. And we want you to take action today to stop the religious purge of Christians from the military. You mean they're kicking out Christians? Yes, by the thousands right now because religious exemption waivers are being denied by especially the Air Force. And we've seen recent headlines how Air Force Academy cadets are being kicked out and forced to repay hundreds of thousands of dollars in back scholarship money, this is just wrong. We are standing for the religious freedom of the cadets. We're asking you to call the Secretary of Defense office. He is Lloyd Austin, and he wrote the policy saying that religious exemptions will be granted on a case-by-case -case basis, then why are almost zero exemption waivers being granted? We need you to take action today by calling the Secretary of Defense office, and we have his phone number. Get your pen ready to write down this phone number we want you to call and say, please protect religious freedom. Don't purge the Christians out of the military. Here's that phone number. We want you to dial 
703-692-7100. Again, that's 703-692-7100. Call the Secretary of Defense office and then call us for a free religious freedom sticker at 866-Obey-God, press option three, take action today. Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. Having reestablished uh, our audience's familiarity with David Rubin and his conservative ties to the land as a Jewish man who is a leader in the Judea Samaria community. David, I wanna get your take on the recent elections. Uh, this is the fifth election in four years. They, in the previous four elections, it seems like they couldn't settle on a majority, right? Everyone had, uh, even the, the, the Likud party could only form maybe 58, 59 seats, but you need 60. So this time something different happened. 64 seats went to Likud or parties to the right of Likud. That is 32 seats were elected in Prime Minister Netanyahu's majority party of Likud. And another, uh, I wanna say, six, 32. another 32 seats went to the Orthodox parties, can you describe them? Sure, well, for, for, your, for your viewers to know, there are 120 seats in the Knesset, and 64 of those seats uh, were taken by, uh, through the elections, by the Likud party, Netanyahu's Likud party, and the other 32 by parties to the right of the Likud. And uh, the parties to the right of the Likud, those other 32 seats uh, consist of, of four different parties that are all right-wing and or religious parties. And that's I quite have significant. Names here. Let me just say, religious Zionism won 14 seats. Uh, the Shas party won 11 seats. United Torah Judaism won seven seats. And uh, there's a fourth one here, I'm not gonna say it right. Uh, but it's not the National Unity Party, is it? That Yeshatid won a, a minority and therefore uh, uh, Benny Gantz and Yair Lapid, they had to forfeit power. They gave it back to Benjamin Netanyahu. Was national security the main issue? Uh, I, I would say so, um, but there are other issues. But there, there are a lot of issues. Uh, national security is always the prime issue in Israel. You have to understand this about Israel. You know, in the United States, when they talk about issues, so you will see uh, the the voters will say that the economy is their biggest issue. They'll they'll say that abortion is a uh, is uh, another issue that's important to them uh, that they that they want to be able to kill their babies in the ninth month, and and then you and and then I'm talking about the United States, not Israel. Oh right. Yeah. Uh, and and they and then you, and then you have a usually a third issue, uh, which is education or something like that in America. In Israel, the number one issue is always national security. And then you have other issues besides it. You have other issues having to do with, uh, with, with religion, having to do with social aspects of religion, uh, that much like you would have in the United States. But, but the, the issues of national security, of the hold on the land, 
the the development of the biblical heartland of Israel on stopping terrorism. Those are the main issues in Israel, and that's why the right wing won big this time. So in order to form that coalition, because Likud only had 32 seats, they need to get over 60. To get to 64, they formed obviously a coalition with the members of the religious right. Uh, far right politician Itamar Ben Gavir is now Israel's national security minister under the uh, the coalition that Netanyahu has, has just uh, created. Uh, and he said, quote, we took a big step toward full coalition government forming a full right-wing government, and he is now the national security advisor. This was met with disdain by the Palestinian Authority, whose foreign affairs ministry said this is a potentially catastrophic impact on the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. So the the Arabs are not happy, uh, and they're losing security of of what what could become the Palestinian state if there were a two-state solution. Are we moving toward a one-state solution where uh, Israel has control and autonomy? Of course we are. Uh, We've been moving towards that for some time now. Uh, Public opinion has been moving to the right, and people are coming to their senses, basically. you you can't form uh, two states. You can't you can't have two two states within the state of New Jersey, for example. Uh, I imagine most of your uh, viewers know what New Jersey is. We're talking we're talking about a tiny piece of land, and you you don't hand over a tiny piece of land half of your country to a band of Islamic terrorists. It, it makes absolutely no sense. And, and Israel has finally come to its senses and it, it just ain't gonna happen. Okay, we need to start another short break. When we come back, we'll predict what's going to happen uh, in the next few years politically. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to bring you my biggest bedding sale ever, just in time for Christmas. Get my Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98. A set of pillowcases, only $9.98. Rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. We also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles. We even have blankets for your pets. Get duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more, all at the biggest discounts ever. I know my bedding products are perfect for you, and I'm extending my money-back guarantee for Christmas until March 1st, 2023, making them the perfect gifts for your friends, your family, and everyone you know. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen, use your promo code, and you'll get huge discounts on all my pillow bedding products, including my Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98. Get all your shopping done now while quantities last. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my original My Slippers are back in stock. You've made them a huge success, and now I've added smaller sizes, larger sizes, wide sizes, and all new colors. And with your promo code, you still save $90 a pair. Not only that, I'm having the biggest closeout sale ever on our sandals and slides for as low as $19.98. 
What makes my slippers different is my exclusive four-layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. My slippers' patented layers make them ultra-comfortable, extremely durable, and they help reduce stress on your feet. Wear them anytime, anywhere. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now. Use your promo code to save $90 on my original My Slippers, or for as low as $19.98, you can get our sandals or slides. Quantities won't last long, and with my 60-day money-back guarantee, you can rest assured they'll be the most comfortable footwear you'll ever own. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again for one more segment by Mayor David Rubin, former mayor of Shiloh, Israel, who is one of the settlers, one of the original families, the Jewish families that are living uh, in an area that is that is surrounded by Arabs. Uh, in Judea and Samaria, he's right there, and, and one of, as one of the settlers, he is uh, taking back the land. But David, I want to ask. Um, there are there are so many um, safety concerns for your family because there is an anti-Jewish policy in many of the surrounding towns. Uh, some of the Muslim-controlled territories and cities they have signs: "No Jews allowed," and Jewish security cannot be guaranteed. If you if you drive past this point into a Muslim town and you are Jewish, your life is in your own hands. Are they, are they threatening you? That sounds like apartheid, which they often accuse uh, us of, right? Oh, that's absolutely right. In, in Judea and Samaria, uh, there, there are signs outside every, every Arab town uh, saying that if you go into those towns, you are putting your life at risk. And those signs are put up by the Israeli government uh, because they're afraid. <laughs> they're afraid of their, that they might not be able to protect us. Now, an Arab can go into any <clears throat> Jewish town in Judea and Samaria. Nothing's going to happen to him. Uh, a Jew goes into an Arab town, he's putting his life at risk. That, that's the reality. It's a, and, you know, it's, it says it all right there. It does. Uh, that that and, they, if they want, they want to kill us. And in the Israeli and, political system, the Arabs are allowed to elect and nominate their own members to the Knesset. For example, there are now 10 elected members who are Muslim out of 120 seats in the Knesset. Uh, half of them begin, belong to the United Arab List, another to Hadesh Ta'ai. Uh, so they have representation in the government as, as Muslims. Uh, and they're sort of welcome there, but why are why does the political left accuse Israel of apartheid? What is that? Well, the political left in Israel or the political left in the United States? In the United uh, there, States. There are some differences. Uh, look, the political left has always been anti-Semitic and it's become much more anti-Semitic in recent days as as they have moved uh, they, as they have morphed into the far left. Uh, the Democratic Party today is a far left party. And the, the support for Israel is very, very weak and very, very confused. So th those who support Israel want to create that terrorist Islamic state in the heartland of Israel. Uh, the heartland that you see right outside my window, right behind me. Uh, that, that is the, the heartland of Israel. 
and uh, that that's what they want to hand over to the armed terrorists so that they can fire missiles at our homes from their missile sites and i don't think i'm making that up because our israeli government mistakenly about 17 years ago gave away the gaza strip to the palestinians and they they've been using it to launch missiles at us ever since so we're not fools, you know, as the, as the old song goes, we won't be fooled again. And we were not fooled in this election. You mentioned that the Democrats here in America are, have a policy of anti-Semitism, that is to divide the land, to give away half of the land and American taxpayer dollars to the Palestinian Authority. Uh, and that is, obviously being rejected by the Jewish people in Israel now who have, who have moved to the right politically. But if America goes into 2024 and our former president Donald Trump recently announced that he's running for president again, if he is reelected, would you compare his policies from America, just from your take on the news, to what the Biden administration's current policies are? Well, look, tr Trump was, probably the best president in terms of Israel-American relations ever in history. Uh, Biden, Biden has been very, wish, not only wishy-washy publicly, but privately he's been a disaster. Uh, privately, he has been pressuring Israel against appointing people to cabinet positions who were rightly elected in this election, who were democratically elected, and his cabinet, his his own cabinet, has been pressuring Israel and trying to dictate who Israel should appoint and who Israel should not appoint. Not to have a conservative uh, minister of national security, not to have a conservative defense minister, and and, and that is absolutely insane. Uh, that and they they shouldn't be allowed to do it. That that advice or pressure has to be rejected forthright. I believe that any GOP leading candidate, whether it's Trump or DeSantis or uh, quite a few others, uh, I, I think that they would be far superior to what is in the White House right now when it comes to strengthening ties with Israel. There you've heard it. We're out of time, but I do wanna say a short prayer. Father in heaven, we pray as you teach us in Psalm 122 for the peace of Jerusalem, uh, in Judea and Samaria for the peace of the Jewish people, for the peace and strength, peace through strength, as Ronald Reagan used to say. Uh, God bless Prime Minister Netanyahu and his new government. God bless our guest today, David Rubin, uh, for his steadfast analysis and, and strength uh, in his report to us here in America. God, we pray for your holy people in Israel that you would redeem them and keep them safe. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, our guest has been David Rubin. Please visit and donate today, shilohisraelchildren.org. Our website is prayinjesusname.org. We need your donations, large or small. Please visit prayinjesusname.org. Or you can call us toll free at 866-Obey-God. We'll see you next time. I'm Dr. Chaps. Do you wanna get free news alerts faster than everybody else? Do you wanna get invitations to private events to come meet me in person? Do you wanna get a free religious freedom window decal? Pick up your phone, it's right there by your hand and text this word, text the word PRAY 
to 24365. Text the word PRAY to 24365 and we'll sign you up. Then call us at 866-OBEY-GOD. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D to get a free Religious Freedom sticker. Call today. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray in Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll-free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.